Okay, we're talking about Shmonesri. Uh, we spoke about the steps leading to Shmonesri. And the idea of Shmonesri, after going through all the steps before that, now the Musa of being Omer B'Fnei Melech. And the Maila of being Omer B'Fnei Melech is to understand that this is the opportunity that we have to ask for things because it's only the Melech who can make a decision and therefore now that we have the, the audience so to speak so now the chance to ask what we need which is why Shemunesha primarily is the Bakasha and even though one could ask what the person has the opportunity to stand in front of Hashem is going to ask for mundane things but the Yisrael is exactly the opposite and that is the Muna is that if a person needs those mundane things then he has to ask he has to ask and he has to ask Hashem directly because there's no one else to ask and therefore, it's Tafka, an expression of the fact that we know Kaddish Baruch is in charge, Harimunah in him, that's going to bring us to, to ask him for everything we need, because we understand that's the only address. So that's the case. Why do we begin Tefillah with a Shresh of Brachas Rishonis? If the Ikah is now the opportunity to ask, Bakasha. So why do we begin Tefillah with the Shresh of Brachas Rishonis? Now, as a right to that, you see when the Kohen Gadol went into the Kohen Gadoshim, the one year he went on Yom Kippur. So, after doing that, what he had to do, he was mispanel Tfilak Tzara. And the Tfilak Tzara was ready to ask Hashem to look after Klai Yisrael. Like we know. And, uh, which means, it's also the same idea. Once a person's is Bifne Hashem, so it's an opportunity to, to ask, and then he used the opportunity not to talk about uh, Yom Kippur necessarily, but to move back to Klai Yisrael, because it's a... Uh, it's what's expected. If you get, if you granted the audience to ask in front of the king, you ask, then you, you, you use the time to ask, ask what you need. So why is there a din of uh, the Shreyser Rishonis before that? You know, we, the Shreyser Rishonis is we call a Shevach, to praise Hashem. Why is it a part of it? Why do, we, why, does, why do we need to praise Hashem or to phrase the question differently? Why does Hashem need our praise? That you know, we come in front of Hashem to be Mishabech. And not only that, the Gemara he says we, we can't even do a good job of it. The Gemara talks about someone who tried to mishabech Hashem and he used every kind of uh, phrase that he could, every kind of compliment that he could. And the Gemara says that uh, he finished that when he finished, the Gemara says to him, "That's all you have to say about Hashem. It's like it's an insult that you feel that you can fully praise Hashem. So why are we even trying? Why are we even trying?" Uh, so the aside, the Chacham teach us is that the point of the Shlesha Rishonis isn't because we came to say, we came to Tfilah to praise Hashem. The, the point of the Shlesha Rishonis is it's the preparation for us we, in order to get to the Bakasha, which is the central part of the Tfilah. And why do I mean the preparation for us? Because how powerful how powerful our Bakasha is, which is when you're coming to ask Hashem for something, how, how effective it's going to be and how much it's going to have an effect in Shemayim, is on our, in, our mindset, our intention when we ask. And so Gemara, fresh, the Gemara says that there's two people, there are two people who are being judged. One was for the same crime. One was acquitted and one was killed. And the Gemara says, and why was the one acquitted and the other one killed? They were on, on trial for the same thing. And the Gemara's answer is, the one was mispanel tefillah shleima, and one day mispanel tefillah shleima. The one, the tefillah, obviously, who doesn't die in trial for their life, 
But the one dam the Tvila Shlema and a proper Tvila and therefore he was answered. Another dam the Tvila Shaina Shlema. And the second example the Gemara gives the Shlema Shnaf and the Mishkov. Two people got sick with the same illness. And it's a kind of illness which could be fatal. And one recovered and one died. And the Gemara says here also, why was the one Zeichet to recover when the other one died? And the Gemara says, because this one is spiral Tvila Shlema and the other one is spiral Tvila Shlema. And again, the same deal. The Gemara doesn't say the one davened and the other one didn't daven. The Gemara says they both davened. But there's a difference between a tefillah shleimah and a tefillah she'ena shleimah. Which means, the, making the tefillah a better tefillah means it's more likely to be answered. And therefore, if you can improve the tefillah to make it what's called a tefillah shleimah, so it's a more effective tefillah. Exactly so we're going to talk about that. And therefore, the idea of the shleimah is to prepare ourselves for the tefillah. The tefillah is the bakasha. And we want to prepare ourselves that we should be able to ask in a more shallow, in a more complete way, in a way which is more effective and is more likely to be answered. And the way to do that is to prepare ourselves for the Shlesha Brachas Rishonis. How do we do that? What's the preparation of the Shlesha Brachas Rishonis for Tefillah? So really the Shlesha Brachas Rishonis is the, the background to why we davening. To why we davening. We've said this lots of times in the Ikri Badim also, but it's an important point which person has to keep in mind. And that is, in order to daven, a person needs a number of things. Let's just talk about if I wanted to ask somebody for a favor. Let's say, let's give an example. I want to buy a house, so I need somebody to lend me a million dollars as a down payment. It's a lot of money. So I'm trying to think to myself, who can I ask? Who's going to give me that kind of money, even if it's a loan? Who's going to give me that kind of money for me? So I think about it. So I think, you know, there, there is a guerrilla in town. There is a multimillionaire in town. He has the money. I happen not to know him, Bichlal. We've never spoken before, but he has the money. So I, I can go and ask him for, uh, for a loan of a million dollars, or maybe even better, a gift of a million dollars. Now, if you would ask me on my way to the Guru's house, how confident are you that you're going to get what you're asking for? My answer is going to be not particularly, because on the one hand, I know you can afford it. But on the other hand, why should you? He doesn't know me. He has no connection to me. He, he probably gets a million people asking for things every day. So well, what reason is it that he should give me so much? So I might try because I'm desperate, but do I really think that I'm going to get the money from him? Not really. And the reason is very simple. From his point of view, why should he do it? So I think, okay, that wasn't a good idea. Who else can I ask? No, I'll ask my father. My father for sure wants to help me. And, and, and uh, to, to give me a loan and I can buy my own house, I'm sure they'll want to help me. But from the other way around, he's not a rich man, he can't afford it. So I'm going to go to my father and ask him for a million dollars. So uh, do I think he's going to give it to me? Uh, unlikely. Why? Not because he doesn't want to. Impossibly, he can't. So as, as much as I'd love to help you, I just don't have that kind of money. So again, is it a, a, I can try, I can ask. But if, if you ask me how confident am I, am I that I'm going to get answered? Not particularly confident because I know that he probably could tell me, no, I'm sorry, son, I'd love to help you. I just don't have that kind of money. Now, even if I'd have the two together, but now I have another problem. And that is, let's say I happen to find the rich uncle who has the money and is willing to help me. But now I have another problem. Maybe the guy doesn't want to sell the house. So, that they, as much as the rich uncle is willing to give me money, that he can't do. You know, he says, if, you know, I can give you money for your down payment, but. I can't convince the seller to sell. I can't convince the bank to give you the, the loan. 
Oh, I can't convince uh, anybody else involved in it to, have to make things happen. All I can do is what you ask me for, maybe I can do it, but I can't make the whole process happen. I'm very limited. So when you're talking about asking other people, the likelihood of my being confident someone can help me is not very high because there's three different kinds of limitations. Number one, what's the guarantee somebody else wants to help me? Number two, what's the guarantee that they're able to? And number three, even if they want to and they're able to, but they can't take care of anything else which could interfere with it. And therefore, the, the amount that a person can help me is very limited. Or let me say in different words, my confidence in a person's ability to help me is very limited. When we come to Tefillah, so we're asking the Kaddish Baruch to help us. Now, we want our Tefillah to be a better Tefillah. And what's going to make it a better Tefillah is the, the power of a Tefillah is based on, this is the Yisrael in Davin, the power of Tefillah is based on the Bitachan in the Tefillah. How, how powerful a Tefillah is, is how much Bitachan there is in that Tefillah. And let's go back to what we mentioned before. We have two people who are in the same hospital ward, they're both given the same prognosis, they're, they're battling the same illness. And imagine the doctor comes to one and says, listen, I'm really sorry, this is the situation. There's nothing more we can do. As doctors, we've tried what we could do. We don't have anything else to offer you. And they go to the person. So what's that person going to think? Well, he's going to think, Okay, so what can I do? He's going to do for me? I'm going to die. I'll write my will. I'll say goodbye to everybody and I'll give up. We've got nothing else to do. Or you'll get people. who are going to go on a frenzy of activity. That's, okay, you know, conventional medicine has nothing to offer us. So let's try whatever else people are willing to offer. We'll try acupuncture, and we'll try this therapy, and we'll try uh, Indian medicine, and Caribbean medicine, and anything anybody's willing to try and offer, and well, anything, anything, we'll try it all, because what do we have to lose? And if that's the case, now let's say we go both of these people, the first guy who's sunk in depression, just gives, given up, and the second one who's on a frenzy of trying to find anything possibly that people will tell him it'll work. And we say, guys, what about that name? So the first one's going to respond. So it kind of doesn't, it can't make things worse. It can't make things worse. So why not try? It won't harm, it won't harm me. I'm already in a lost situation. So why not try? It can't make things worse. The second one's going to think, of course, 100%. I'll do every school or two. I'm doing everything I can anyway. So on my list of uh, treatments and medicines and uh, therapies, I'll throw in Tfilin, I'll throw in 40 days by the coast, on red strings, whatever you want, everything. Just tell me to do it all. Neither of those is Davini. They might be saying to hit him, they might be saying the words, neither of them is Davini. The first guy, because he has no bitachon in his Davini, because he doesn't really believe anything is going to help. So, you're talking about, it's taking a fatalist approach, you know, nothing will help anyway. So this, he just doesn't think this is going to help. The second guy, I don't really believe in Tfilah. I'm willing to try Tfilah, like I'm willing to try anything. But do I think this is what's going to do it for me and nothing else? No, I'm trying everything. So both of them have no bitachon in Tefillah. The one because he doesn't think it's going to help, the other one because he's, he's willing to try, but he doesn't think it's going to be more successful than anything else. That's what's called the Tefillah She'en HaShlema. You can say the words, you can daven, but there was no Shlema in that Tefillah, which means there was, no, there was no connection to the Sami Shalim. There was nothing, there was nothing uh, which has a bitachon in Tefillah is going to work. A tefillah which works is based on its bitachon, which means that a person when he davens thinks, 
this tefillah is going to work. This is the koyach I have which is going to get the answer. And therefore, it's not just that it doesn't hurt, so what I lose. Or I'm willing to try that like I'll try anything else. Because who knows, maybe. It's worth the understanding of this is what's going to work. Tefillah can make a difference and I'm going to rely on tefillah. That's what we call, this is what we talk about, Emunah there's something called Tefillah Shleimo. A Tefillah which is complete, which means a Tefillah which is coming with the Koyach, that, HaKadosh Baruch I'm coming to this Tefillah, because I know that you can, I know that this is what's, where it, what, what it depends on, and this is where the difference is going to be. And that, 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 that can change things. There's a famous story they say about the Briskarov, because in Eretz Yisrael, in the middle of the war, he managed to survive, escape from Eretz Yisrael, and he was here in 1948, when... Uh, Israel declared itself a state and they knew that they were going to be attacked from all the Arab nations who were just waiting for them to start the war against them and no one really thought they had too much of a chance of survival no, they were, uh, weren't even a country yet they didn't have an army and they were being attacked simultaneously from all different sides by all the countries around so this, there was a yeah, of course what were you didn't do in a situation like that there was a Yem Tvila in Yerushalayim which they brought everybody men, women, the children from school, everywhere to Daven for I think it was two or three hours the Yom Twitter we were in a matter of Sakana we don't know what's going to be with the war so the, uh, it wasn't just one to go to the Yom Twitter I think it was two or three hours the story is told that on the way back from, so the risk was walking back to his home so two or three people accompanying him so he tells them Baruch Hashem, we won the war. The war hasn't even started yet. But yeah, but the Twitter was miscavel, we won the war. It's just a matter of time for it to play out. That's the way to approach Twitter. This is what makes the difference. And if this is what's going to be successful, then that's where the result's going to be. And if that's the case, what's the way to approach Twitter? The Twitter, the Bitochen in Twitter. I'm relying on this to work. This is what's going to be successful. How do we do that? That's why we have the three brachas rishonis. The three brachas rishonis is to clarify to us why this is, why tefillah is going to work. The first point, the bracha, the first bracha is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is v'zeichi chasdeavos umevi goyiv nev neim leman shmoi ba'ava. And that is, why does it make a difference to Hashem? We call we're talking to Hashem because you're interested, because you want to help. It's not like the gevira says, "I have the money, but I don't know who you are. Why should I bother?" Hashem, you want to help us. You're the Melech Oizer and Mitzchiyahu And therefore, I'm appealing to you, Hashem, because I have the first thing I'm clear about. You want to help me. I'm not talking to a stranger. I'm not talking to someone who doesn't care. Hashem wants to help. It's the Chesed of HaKadosh Baruch which is our first focus. Number two. You could speak to the person who wants to help. I can go ask my father for money, but he doesn't have it. So what can he do? He'd love to help me. He can't. Second thing, Hashem, you can. I tell Gibor Le'olam Hashem. Hashem, you can do whatever you want. There's no one stopping you. And therefore, you can mechal kuchayim, you can be mechayim meisim, you can be samich neiflim, you can be rofei choyim, you can be matir asurim. Whatever I need, whatever it is that we need, you can do it. So the second confidence in tefillah is we're speaking to the address that can help. It's nothing too hard for him. You can be mechayim meisim also. You can be rofei choyim. Doesn't make sense what the choyli is. Whatever it is that a person needs, Hashem, you can do it. And therefore, we have the second base of tefillah, and that is we're speaking to someone who can help. Number one, who wants to help. Number two, who can help. And number three, and as we said before, even if you have the first two, uh, there could be factors which aren't in the person's control. Maybe I, can, I want to help and I can help, but just what, what I can do. 
I can't prevent other people doing things. I can't prevent. I can't run the world the way I want. When Hashem is not like that. Ato Kodesh, Vishim Chakodesh, and if you say in the bracha what it means, the Kodesh means you're above everything. And therefore, Umiyamil Chamatai, like we said, if Hashem wants something to happen, no one's going to interfere. Hashem is going to make sure. If I want that, no one's, no one's going to interfere. And therefore, the, the point of the Brachas Rishonis, the introduction to Tefillah for us, is to make our Tefillah a Tefillah Shlema. And when you're going to come and ask, it's with the confidence that this is what's going to help. It's not, no, it doesn't harm. It's not, well, we may as well try, what's the difference? We're trying everything anyway. No, this is what's going to help. And why is it going to help? Because we have all the factors we need for a Bakasha to be accepted. Number one, we have a Kaddish Baruch who wants to help us. And don't, don't consider that a small thing. It's, only, it's a gift only Klai Yisrael has. When we talk about the maybe God of Nebu name, we're talking about us. We have that. The Goyim don't. The fact that Hashem wants to help is a, is a matan that Hashem gave to us. And we say this in the Torah. And there's Kimi Goy Gadol, Asheloi, Lekim Krevim Elav, Hashem Elekeinu B'chol Kareinu Elav. And that is, Hashem Elekeinu B'chol Kareinu. We have that spurs, that we can do it, Hashem Hashem wants to help us. That's the first thing. So we have the confidence that we, we're, we're going to get accepted. Number two, it's a gear that applies to the whole world, Hashem can do. Whatever the situation is, He's able to help. And if Adarab, the fact that a person is misyayish in the situation, it's as though there's nothing to do anymore. Uh, it's the last case. That's the biggest problem. Because that means I think Hashem can't help anymore. I'm giving up. We know the famous story of Cheskiwa Melech. When the Novi comes to him and says, you're going to die. It's not just the doctor who said, we can't help you. The Novi says, Hashem said, told me to tell you, you're going to die. And Cheskiwa says, no, I'm going to die. And the Novi says, I just told you, you're going to die in a vow. What are you diving for? And you know, it's a gemara. And Cheskiwa says to him, sharply, he says, Ben Amoitz. Get out of here. It filler works. Even when a Novi comes to tell me that I'm going to die, it's filler like I'm going to die. Hashem gave him 15 more years of life. In other words, the, the, the fact that the feeling of was too late, there's nothing I can do, is a mistake in any circumstance. The base of Tfilah is Hashem, you can change something and you can. Even when you give me an avod that I'm going to die, you can still change it. And the more a person has that confidence, number one, you're willing to help me, you want to help me. And you can. The doctors can say what they like. The judge can say what he likes. The terrorists can say what they think what he likes. You can change it. You're, nothing's controlling you. That creates the, the, the confidence that makes it feel ashamed. So it's worth davening because this is what's going to change things. And lastly, nothing else can get involved. It's not like a person says, I wanted to help you. Listen, I was worried, but what can I do? This happened, that happened, someone else interfered. Nothing else can get involved. Hashem is above it all. If he wants to help, then nothing can interfere. Oh, they said, oh, they did, oh, they tried, oh, that doesn't make a difference. And therefore, the point of the Shlesha Rishon is our preparation for Twitter. We want to ask Hashem for something. We want it to be a Twitter Shlema. We want to ask for something in a way where we know that we're confident. This is what's going to make the difference. This is where it's going to get decided. And the more we have that confidence before we start, the more it makes our Twitter an effective Twitter. And therefore, the Hakdama, the Hakdama to Twitter, is. A godl is middle chesed, like you know, Gibbar is strong, nothing can, you can do whatever he wants. So no, everyone's too scared to argue. No one can interfere. If Hashem wants something to happen, it'll happen. That's the hakdom to tefillah, because when you have that basis, now we come to ask for something, that comes with the confidence. That comes with the confidence. That Akadosh Baruch, we know that this is up to you, you can give it to us, then we'll get it. That creates the background for the tefillah shem, which has to be. Which is why. It's not
the Kavana, the social brachas Rishonis, and that is understanding that that's the preparation for the Tvila, it's, it's a active part of the Tvila. It puts a person in the mindset of being able to daven. Without that, you can ask, like I can ask a friend, I can ask people for a favor, I can post on the chat, like who can help me, but I don't really believe it. Who can, who wants to, who's in the position to? It's meaningless. Tvila is not meant to be like that. Tvila is meant to be with the starting point of this is what's going to work because Hashem wants to help, Hashem can help. And if I'm going to daven and he's going to listen to me, then he will help. And then that's a guarantee that a Tfila Shleima. Like I said, it could be the person's not for the Mishkov and he's given a prognosis he's going to die. It could be a person who's given a death sentence. But it doesn't make a difference. A Tfila Shleima is going to make a difference. And if a person doesn't believe that, then he's missing the starting point. He thinks Hashem can't change things. The Aleph is Hashem, the idea Hashem can change things. That creates the Bitachon which enables Tfila to work.